Welcome to the Table Church Podcast, everyone. It's just me here today, Megan. No Phil, but we do have two guests. We have uh, Taryn Obink and Renee Volder, who are uh, here to cap off our summer of nerdery. So this is our very last episode of Nerd Zone, and um, we had to reschedule it three times. So this one has the look of the Irish on it, I think. I think so. So mm-hmm. it's going to be just think about how long ago it was the first time we thought we were going to do this. A month. Yeah. I mean, at, at least, right? And then you went to Africa. Oh, yeah. 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 This was mm-hmm. before you did that and all of those things. And so it's been a journey. And now it's all the better because you get to be the last ones. Summer's over. Do you, do you feel th- I was making a deposit at the bank today and I was parked in, you know, the little spot sending my tube and I sent my tube and I looked across the street and the trees outside of Palmer's turning colors. No, already? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. So I it's love I love fall. I do. I'm one of those people. Not September yet. I know. Like maybe September 1st is when I'm they start changing. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I I have noticed that it's not like oppressively hot right. anymore. Like I, do I love had that. yes. Yes yesterday after church I had a really, really good nap on my porch. Mm. And I wasn't sweaty afterward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pleasant. That sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. All right, ladies. Before we get going any farther, do you want to introduce yourselves and let the people know who you are? Yeah, I can go first. Yeah. I'm Taryn Obank. I um, live here in Des Moines, obviously. I moved from Sioux Falls to help plant Table Church three three years ago. Um, I work at a credit card company or a financial institution, I guess is more correct. Um, I work with banks and clients to help set up their credit card programs, which I find entertaining, even though it may not be the coolest to other people. Um, I am single, no kids, um, but I do have a cat and I have one niece and three nephews that I absolutely adore and would do anything for. (laughs) It's not recorded for posterity in case they come back at you (laughs) for that. Oh, and, um, Taryn, you do some things at Table Church as well. Oh, yeah. You were, Taryn was our very first, uh, joiner. Yeah, like, uh, it went. It was just Phil's family and my family, and then one day, it was also us plus Taryn. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, Megan was like, "Hey, we're doing this thing. Do you want to do it too?" And I was like, "Let me think about that." Yeah, <laughs> and then it didn't take me very long, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> and you and I had been going through the discipleship pathway together, mm-hmm. and that is how that came up, even yep. though it wasn't common knowledge to everyone else at the time. And so I knew you very well, and Phil didn't know you at all. Mm -mm. And so what happened was we talked about it, and you were like, of course not. I'm not going to do that. And then that day, by the end of the day, you were like, I'm going to do it. And when I told Phil about that, I had to, you know, I had to preamble that you're a very responsible person. who doesn't just do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it must be mm-hmm. real. Yeah, I do remember meeting with him and he seemed like a little, um, like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> um, like, just not doubtful, but just like, I don't know. Um, 
shocked maybe i don't know what the right word is but um skeptical yeah. that's probably the right word yeah. which frankly phil is 80 percent skeptical about <laughs> you know he's skeptical about gummy bears some days so yeah good. so yeah mm-hmm. awesome renee yes um i'm renee devolder and i'm from central iowa grew up like near ames small town near ames went away which one huxley oh okay is my hometown yes. so we just got a stoplight like 10 yeah. years ago. So <laughs> that's how small it is. But, um, you know, I left for college and then lived in Minnesota for a number of years, uh, but then came back to Des Moines because that's where my family is. And I am married. I've been married to Russ for 13 years now. Congrats. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a recent anniversary number? Yes. I mean, like, like recent anniversary is August 1st, but it's oh, our anniversary. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that is pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Lucky new teenager. 13. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Marriage is a teenager. Going through those pretty angsty years. Pretty soon your marriage can <laughs> yes, drive. Yes. Um, and I am a project manager for an interior designer here in Des Moines. And, yeah, as far as Table Church started coming the fall of 2019 when you guys first yeah first kicked it off and mm-hmm. everything um <laughs> and then we Russ and I help out with hospitality so we help mm-hmm. out with that and then we also host a table group mm-hmm. which Taryn is also in yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, if you were to describe your table group in two to three sentences how would you describe it That's hard to describe in two to three sentences, but I would just say, like, it's a wonderful group of um, people who really do want to, like, dig into the word and mm-hmm. encourage each other and really want to grow together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just been a really good experience mm-hmm. with just our table like group. a bunch of cool adults that want to get together and talk about the Bible in the middle of the week when they could yeah. be watching Netflix. Right. Yeah. And like pray for each other. Yeah, like I think our group part. really cares about each other. Mm-hmm. Like we'll follow up with how things are going and mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. help each other. There's so many things that I think in um, church culture, sometimes people feel like, uh, well, people have mixed feelings about groups, but one thing that we're, we're, you know, always talking about at Table Church is trying to help people frame it as this is a group where you can or, you know, when you come to church on Sundays, when you do anything involved with the church, like that's an environment where all week long you're working and you're out and about in the world and you're engaging with the world in all these different ways. But when you come to something like this, one of the unique things about it is you're walking into an environment where you can be more real than anywhere else yes uh like like there are very few places in the world that you go that you can know that the people around you are also seeking jesus and that you can reach out to them and they will have jesus level help for you you know like that's very valuable (laughs) yeah and i would say that yeah there's a level of vulnerability i mean it's definitely you know whatever people feel like sharing Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's no pressure to share, no mm-hmm. pressure to pray, which is, I think, really nice for people who are people not used to praying don't out loud. Like pressure <laughs> to pray. No, it's right. like not, but it's also saying, hey, it's important, and we believe yeah. that like coming together as a group mm-hmm. like this, and then and and praying together mm-hmm. is it God like 
responds, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. we want to see that in our group. And, and we've, so, we've gotten to see answered prayer, which is yeah. really cool because then we get to follow it up with a prayer of Thanksgiving or praise. Oh, and, that is really awesome. Um, I think that's something that's a little bit different for me in this small group. Um, the, the follow-up and not even having to be the person that brings up your answered prayer, but somebody else asking like, how's that thing going mm-hmm. or, um, or whatever. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I would really say great. like, um, in the past, I've definitely been a part of, um, church cultures where like everybody was just encouraged to be a part of a group and things like that right here, right now, where we are, nobody goes to a group like that unless they truly want that level Mm -hmm. of community. And so like, I have noticed that because we're a newer church, but in this environment, in this city, and then after COVID and through COVID and all of that stuff, I no longer, you know, ever see a group of people meeting during the week because they feel like they have to, like, these are people who are like, I'm going to get there. You know, nobody's like halving it when they when they show up. Like people really want to be there, and um, it's incredible. I wish more people were a part of it than there are, um, but I get it. It's it's like it feels like a lot these days to do anything at night that involves leaving home. Mm-hmm. We'll say. Well, so. I don't leave my home. Everyone comes to me. <laughs> that's so that's I'm always like, like I can't speak to them. If you want like a real boss hog situation, <laughs> just be the one who hosts the group, <laughs> yeah. and you never have to leave. Nope, I don't. <laughs> yeah, there are there are some Wednesdays where I'm like, oh man, like gonna leave, and then like that's my whole night. But I have <laughs> never regretted going. Um, it's always been no matter how hard it is to find parking when I get home or how late it is, it has always been a good thing to go and just what mm-hmm. I needed. Cause it's never yeah. about not wanting to be at the group. It's just literally effort. leaving your house. Yeah. It's effort. yeah. <laughs> like, like even tonight I had been working all day and getting other things done. And then like we're recording in the evening right now. And you have that little bit of a nudge of like, Oh man, my dog is here. Like it's <laughs> awfully nice at home. You know, I hadn't had dinner yet. And so I just threw on some lip stick and walked out the door and then I felt like it was morning again I was mm-hmm. fine you just have to yeah, get once out you of get it there, yeah it's, it's a okay. spell of the house if you yeah. if you just put on some shoes and get out the door you're fine yep yeah <laughs> yeah you can tell this is a table of introverts yes <laughs> like if you just practice, I'm on the border just, I could do either you, you, you that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> but truly, if you're ever just like, oh, I don't know, just put on some shoes, grab a jacket if you need one, and just exit the house, and suddenly you'll be like, oh, this is great. I'm totally down for going yeah. out. So, yeah, just do what you got to do. Have a process. It's like going to the gym. You never regret it. <laughs> put the shoes on. It's so good for you. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it's really good for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, your group is on the website, by the way, if anybody hears this and they want to join it. So you mm-hmm. can, you can, if you hop to it fast, you can go to tablechurchdsm.org slash group and sign up for the DeVolter Table Group. It's pretty and awesome. you'll be mm-hmm. hanging out with these two. So, mm-hmm. um, so moving on, ladies, we are here for this very last Nerd Zone episode to discuss budgeting. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we didn't even play on <laughs> no, that. No, we didn't. <laughs> They're just like, yay! <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who are not aware, budgeting is when you simply attempt to spend less money than you make <laughs> and 
plan how you will spend your money before you spend it. That's it. So that's it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. That's, 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 that's all we had oh, to yeah. say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good podcast. I felt like when we were, when we were coming into this episode, uh, you know that scene in Up in the beginning when they show the montage of their life together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they keep saving for Paradise Falls, and then something happens, and they have to break the bank. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, rescheduling this episode over and over and over <laughs> felt a little bit like that where like life kept happening where we had to like cancel and then reschedule and <laughs> cancel you know there's illnesses there's all these other random mm-hmm. things going on and I was like this is a really perfect way to explain why budgeting is so important because you plan for things because things will happen mm-hmm. that you didn't plan mm-hmm. and 100%. it stresses you out less yeah it's yeah. true so um, ladies, would you just explain to me your personal stories with budgeting? Like mm-hmm. what's been your journey? Well, uh, I would say that, so what I love about budgeting is that it gave me a lot of freedom. We mm-hmm. had a ton of debt when my husband and I got married. We both went to school for a long time. He's a doctor. I got a master's degree, uh, not in the field I'm working in now, which is good. I paid it off. <laughs> But it was like we got married and we had, you know, six figures in school loans. And then we also ended up buying a car. And the short part of that story is that um, we ended up paying almost $180,000 in debt over four years. Wow. So we just got really serious and we really um, and we just saw like it was incredible about how when we focused and we put together a budget and we came together to plan that and to like where money was going, you know, you would think that all that sacrifice or, you know, we, I remember we spent 50 bucks a month going out to eat. It was like, we'd go out for ice cream and we'd go out for one Mexican meal. That was 30 bucks, you know, no appetizers, no drinks, just the meal, you know, and free chips. I'll have water. Oh yeah. Water and free chips. And we like, we gave a good tip, but we were just like, I know that we're like, you know, we just, that's what we would do and I look back on those days and we learned how to work together and we just like you just felt progress because you were you know just throwing as much as you could towards your debt because you were so desperate to just get rid of that because it just felt like a stranglehold like it was just like Mm -hmm. this is intense like it's two we had two mortgages we had our house and we had like all Mm -hmm. this debt Mm -hmm. that was just so suffocating to me Mm -hmm. and so the plan gave you a plan um and it and it gave you a hope that, hey, if we stick to this and do this, mm-hmm. we can get out of this. And mm-hmm. then we can have a future that we want. Mm-hmm. And budgeting was the way that, you know, we we did that. How did you first start budgeting together? <clears throat> I would say, well, it was it was premarital counseling they talked about that. So the mm-hmm. church you're a part of did premarital counseling. And we did this on this Excel spreadsheet. And honestly, I wasn't too, like, Russ is, like, he's a self-proclaimed nerd nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves He Excel. looks, like, you look at this man <laughs> yeah. and you know he's <laughs> he good knows with spreadsheets. Things. Yeah, and he loves spreadsheets and he knows lots of things. And so, yes. <laughs> and yeah. I can go along with that because I benefit very much from <laughs> Because he loves setting it up. So you just have to follow it. Yes. And so like he would do that and be like, oh, I don't want to do an Excel spreadsheet and that kind of thing. So when we started doing like iBank, like Mm -hmm. on my Mac, that was pretty. 
like then I got and could do like mm-hmm. fun things with it. You can populate like pie charts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could click on something and it could tell me like what, how much is in that category, how much have I left to spend on coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like then I was like more into it. Um, so it's important that you find a system that works for you. But um, yeah, but I would say that we kind of started that. But I think once I realized how much debt he we got married and he, how much debt he had and how much I had and then we Mm -hmm. bought a house and then I was like then payments were coming and I was like so so stressed out about it Mm -hmm. you know and he was like we can pay like we have income we can pay all this off and I'm like yeah but we have like ten dollars at the end of the month Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like I don't want to live like this and so you know um it took us a while to get on the same page and I would say that We are those Dave Ramsey people where we, I listened to that podcast, mm-hmm. like that definitely gave us a good, like gave us um, some good guidelines mm-hmm. as far as like percentages to go where and some really and just encouraging, you know, mm-hmm. hearing other people's story about how they got out of debt, mm-hmm. how much they were in and how, what helped them. Like that was all very instrumental to, mm-hmm. to like how we kind of evolved and, um, and, and just did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave Ramsey taught me a lot about just like confidently negotiating the price of things. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be a jerk about it, but you can just know going in. Like I think everybody kind of knows that Dave Ramsey will tell you to pay cash for things and mm-hmm. figure things out and do all that. But some of the other like uh, I've learned a lot from Dave Ramsey. Again, probably not for like at least 10 years, 10, 15 years since I've even listened to anything from Dave Ramsey. But one thing that really got in my mind was decide going in what you are willing to pay. Don't budge on that. And like breathe that confidence when you walk in, you know, and just be a person that, I mean, salespeople, like everybody wants to win. It's mm-hmm. not a game where you're trying to make someone a loser, mm-hmm. but how can we both win and be willing to stop at the point that, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to pay more than this much for a car, you know, including insurance and all these mm-hmm. other things. So this is my line or a house, things like that, you know? Um, and so how can we both win here? Um, but I'm going to like not play the game all crazy. I'm just going to let you know this is what I'm going to pay. Like, is that, you know, going to work? And that really, like, that has saved us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And this is simple principle, right? Yes. Like, I think I find like his principles are just really simple, mm-hmm. you know, and it mm-hmm. can apply to a lot of situations, but you're just like, here's the basics, you know? Yeah. Like, he just makes it very plain. Yes. There's no game here. Right. You just, it's not like, complicated. Yeah, it's, it's just not. hard to do. Yeah. I, I mean, mean my husband not- hates negotiating <laughs> for things and I find it like, enjoy- like I enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's empowering for me and I want to make the salesperson's life as easy as possible. Like, I'm just like, this vintage couch, it's priced for this much. I'm willing to pay this much. I don't want to play a game with you. Like, would you take it? Yep. You know, like, I'll just pay cash for it right now. And you would not believe how often you can just pay cash for things and pay much less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's good times. Good times. I know Dave Ramsey has been through a media cycle recently, but those principles don't change yeah I mean they're just like what's true is true Mm -hmm. no matter like who's saying it it's like and what's yeah and what's tried and true and I think there's a tried and true process you Mm -hmm. know that can really help people 
and give people some hope. I think mm-hmm. that's what we were getting from and hearing people get a out sensible, of debt. A sensible uncle just tell you the truth yeah. over and, and over this again. Is, these clear are clear up your head. And it's just like, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three mm-hmm. to be able to, like, we just needed to get out of this hole. And it's just like, you, no one's talking about really, I mean, um, how much debt they're in and what mm-hmm. they're doing to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're b- newly married, you move to a new town, everything is just like new and you're trying to figure yeah. everything out. And you're just like, I, we don't know what to do. And school debt, especially. Yes. I think things have changed a lot, but like for me, I'm 41. I think we're all like relatively about the same ish mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't want you to have to tell your age <laughs> on the podcast if that's like a thing, but we're all like of the same general generation mm-hmm. and for me i know it was just assumed you're gonna have debt you're right. gonna have school debt and it's just it's how it is mm-hmm. and it's yeah. different than other kinds of debt and you're yeah. just gonna have a lot of it it's mm-hmm. good debt yeah, yeah good exactly debt. <laughs> good debt and i was just like it, why does it feel like i'm dying under <laughs> this feel good. debt no yeah. it doesn't feel good they call it good debt and then the people who manage your good debt are like some of the most heartless <laughs> Yeah, you want them out of your life as soon as possible. (laughs) But (laughs) not everyone in that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so I'm like growing up, you just kind of always thought like I'm going to have like, you know, some debt. Um, And then you hit that point where you're starting to pay it back and you go, whoa. Yeah, like how big that is. And you're just like, what else could I do with this money? A lot of fun things Uh that I could do with this. That I can't. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's what we do a lot, a lot of our budget too, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what we want to do Mm -hmm. rather than all of that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, there's like that moment, especially when you get married and you join your lives together and you realize you're consolidating an insane amount of money. Um, And uh, yeah, it's very overwhelming. I can say before we move on, as a parent who just sent a kid to college for the first time, I feel like we're getting a little better about telling them what what's really going on because I I think when I when I went to college and when I bought my first one or uh, my first couple of houses that we purchased those experiences were very much like they'll just whisk you in like Mm -hmm. like they're like they're um you know just like uh putting you on a rolly chair and just like wheeling you on in to debt land you know Because like, that's whatever, it feels easy. very normal. Yeah. yeah. You have no idea what your student loan payment is going to be when you're done with school. And you have no, I had no idea what a normal salary was. No. Like, is $20,000 a year a lot? Sure sounds like a lot to a 17-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the real world. They're like, yeah. man, that's awesome. Yeah. I made, like, $900 this year. Yeah. So. Well, I I mean, I would a say. $6 Dairy Queen job. When you said, like, did you, when you started budgeting, I think together we started that way. But I remember in college when I was on my own, my dad was an accountant. And so, like. I remember when I was in high school, he sat me down being like, how much do you need for your monthly expenses? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, we, we, we mapped it out. He's like, how much do you need for your car? Mm-hmm. How much do you need for this? And I was like, oh, oh, that's how you do this. And so like I had, <laughs> this, I had this a very, you don't gen- feel like you're drowning yes! constantly. And like, I remember I had an emergency fund saved up of a couple months of expenses in college even. And so it was more like I, Russ had more significantly more debt than I did but he also mm-hmm. had a he's also a doctor shop. yeah he's also a doctor like he's also like yeah. a pharmacist so he also had a 
bigger shovel to be able to get back out of that <laughs> hole, as David would say. You know, like much bigger. I didn't know what I was doing with my life, but I also wanted he to be He bought like, a big shovel. <laughs> he did. And he was able to like handle it. But I like me personally, I was like, I want to get rid of it within a year. Like whatever debt I have, I wanted to be able to within a year, mm-hmm. like just get rid of it. And so like I kind of I had that. Mm-hmm. Almost had that ability until I got married. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I can't do this. This is a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. 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 How about you, Taryn? My story is very different. Very, very different. I have always been the kid that was like, oh, I got like $10 for birthday money. It's all gone um, yeah. immediately. And then like my brother was the saver. And so um, I've just always been the person spending the money. Um, and I tried throughout my 20s. Like I would... I tried actually the app that I use now or the software that I use now, I, which I, is YNAB. You need a budget. Oh. It's like the best thing in the world. I could talk about it all day. We'll um, link that in the show notes. Yeah, it's oh, it's amazing. You get a yeah. 34 free day free trial and then there is an <laughs> annual fee after that. But it's worth it for me. Um, but I tried that straight out of my 20s. I read or straight out of college. I read the Dave Ramsey total money makeover mm-hmm. that is book I read that right out of college but like nothing stuck and so I was literally the person living paycheck to paycheck like I knew <laughs> almost to the hour that my paycheck would hit my checking account mm-hmm. um and I didn't have to live like that I just didn't know a better way or didn't want to prioritize um spending in a different way to live better and then a few years ago I don't know why it stuck this time, but I tried YNAB again and all of a sudden I like got a clearer picture of, well, if you do this now, like later you can do this. And so I just started, I started following there. Like they have four little steps that you follow to get started. And um, once you get used to it, you can kind of make it your own. But the idea of putting money towards like car maintenance, for example, I had to get a new windshield in November was it November? No, it was just a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> everything we're still kind of in that no sand trap of COVID is. time. Yeah. We're like everything kind of just feels June maybe. Um, but I had to get a new windshield, and when the crack happened, I thought, "Oh, that sucks." But I wasn't stressed out like I have mm-hmm. been in. Like if this had happened five years ago, I probably would have been in tears because I don't know where that money's going to come from. I don't mm-hmm. know how much windshield costs, but because I've been putting X number of dollars to cart maintenance every month. Like, I'm safe. I'm okay. Like, I don't want to spend the money, but Mm -hmm. I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think you said it's it's freedom, right? Like, it because I'm being responsible now, I have the freedom to put other dollars where I want them. And Mm -hmm. that's just been a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of, I don't like looking back too much to think of all of the years that I could have been doing a better job. Um, But press on. Yeah. (laughs) People always say you did the best with what you have. I actually have a problem with that statement because I don't think that's usually true. (laughs) Like like people are like, you know, you did your best with what you had. Honestly, I don't think that's true most of the time for anyone in any circumstance. But you did what you did with what you had. And now here you are now. Doing better. Do what you do now. And then, you know, you can look back on that. But, you know, you can do something different but I mean so I love how you're saying that you're like okay I was not doing my best <laughs> no definitely I was not, not doing my best Tom <laughs> no I could have done much much better but um but now you're doing something different yeah, yeah and it's been I think one of the things that I love the most about it is how I'm able to 
give more. I've always wanted to be the person that could just like, if somebody's raising money for something like, and I felt strongly about it, be mm-hmm. able to give to that. And I've never been able to do that because I've already spent all my money. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I put some, I put some aside so that when that does come up, mm-hmm. I'm able to, and it's, that's like, that's a beautiful gift in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and being able to travel, mm-hmm. are my yeah. two favorite things about budgeting. <laughs> travel and missions trips. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And buying gifts for the niece and nephews. Mm-hmm. Yes. Books. It's essential. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for both of you, and either of you can speak up first, um, what was your biggest hang up with budgeting? What's the hardest thing for you to convert to this lifestyle? Like, what was your biggest resistance point to doing this? Well, I don't like long meetings when Russ and I get together and talk about it. I'm just like, can I be done now? This is boring. Yes. <laughs> I don't like long meetings. Like having a voice in this situation is almost not worth it. Kind of like for a parent who's like excited to send their kids to grandma's, but it's almost not worth it because they're so awful yeah. when they come back. You're like, I like all the freedom it's, here, but I do, I do, and I like, and you know, I think it's probably, um, yeah, consistency and like having, you know, we we do talk like monthly, you know, hey, this is how much we spent this month, this is what things are looking at, and it, and it is actually really quick now. But in the beginning, mm-hmm. it took a really mm-hmm. long time, like a really long time. And I was like, this is taking forever. We had to figure out, well, should toilet paper go in the household category? <laughs> or should it, it go does. into like groceries? Groceries. Because <laughs> I get it at the grocery store. You know, mm-hmm. like you had to like and talk about all groceries, these things. It's so complicated. But honestly, groceries are anything you eat. <laughs> no, if I'm you yes. don't eat it, <laughs> I don't know it. where but you then, guys landed on that line. But then line. we started talking about, hey, we... You. We spend more money when we're hosting something. So now mm-hmm. we go to our groceries and we're like, how much was going towards hosting? And we have a separate hosting mm-hmm. budget because we wanted to be able to spend a lot or yeah. enough on, hey, we're going to have guests. So we like, like we to spend will more. eat this cheap macaroni. Yeah, for but ourselves. When it but we're going to get some. Yes, we're going to get some nice cheese for that charcuterie board I want to yeah. make. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it. So I think it was like in the very beginning, it was like, oh my goodness, we have to like nitpick every little thing. (laughs) And he was really into doing that. And I just needed to be able to like be present Mm -hmm. for that conversation. You had your little like um, color scripture, adult coloring book, and you're just sitting there with your pen. I know. And I mean, but I needed to act engaged to be like (laughs) all the effort because you should have seen like all the effort like he put into like doing different things. And I was like, this is actually really incredible. Like what, you know. So wait, which budget line does your toilet paper come from? It comes household. Okay. Just like, yeah. I feel better now because I was really unsettled thinking that you went in on groceries. No, we didn't. It's Groceries are definitely what you eat. (laughs) A lot of people do, though. I know. A lot of people just say, like, if I buy it from this one store that's primarily groceries. And, and as long as it's you my, just like, be Target consistent. It's my, like, or whatever. Yeah. Like, like I mean, when I, I buy a Target. Yeah. Like, I think the thing was, it's just, like, it... it Candles you can, or food. Yeah. You can plan for whatever category you want. I would just be consistent and make it make sense to you. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah so, yeah. I would say that, yeah, the biggest hang-up was probably how much I time I would say that I beginning. think if you budget your toilet paper and your grocery budget, you're wrong. <laughs> 
but that's what we're here to say yeah yes. is how to that's do this the, the right way to take away is you're wrong i do like how you put though that like groceries there's the food you actually eat and then there's the food you buy or the restaurants that you go to because you, you have people in town yeah or something like and that's different than like we just want to go out yeah, because we will even have like a gift category. Like if we mm-hmm. pay for someone's meal or something. This is why the spreadsheet can get so out of line. Yeah, well, I don't mean like we don't do a spreadsheet anymore as much <laughs> as we do the iBank, which I love, you know, like the mm-hmm. system that we have now. Um, and so like, yeah. Wow. I do but, that yeah. without with eating out because I have a really bad habit of like just ordering DoorDash or like swinging by someplace. And I never. I'm going to call that a neutral habit. It's not bad. <laughs> okay, it's well, just I feel a like choice of many choices. I do, <laughs> I'd like to lessen that. But I hated having to like either move money to the eating out category or say no to friends because I had gone to Culver's mm-hmm. too much or something. So mm-hmm. I made two categories: one for just me eating out, and then my social dining out, so it's that so I can important. eat supper with friends and not, you know, yeah, keep those separate. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I was just telling my family this weekend, I have like five different categories for food. <laughs> because. Okay, so let me guess. There's groceries. Yeah. And then there's like eating out mm-hmm. in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I would assume you might have a separate one just for eating in, like for yourself. Do you have a separate the one? The eating out ones, I just have solo and social. Solo and social. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then is there like, is there a category for like when family's in town like what do you do where does that land that would be social because okay. i'm eating with people mm-hmm. but i um i really like milk meal kits like hello fresh oh, or yeah. purple carrots mm-hmm. so i have a line item for that mm-hmm. i am an espresso drinker yeah so i have a category for that and then can we take an aside one. can you explain the difference between nespresso pods and k-cups Sure. So, well, n- I don't know. My experience with Nespresso is that it's espresso, like yep. no coffee, like mm-hmm. just espresso. And yeah. K-Cups are mostly coffee, like They're drip coffee, coffee right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we've got coffee mm-hmm. versus an es- mm-hmm. espresso. And you would say that Nespresso pods are worth the expense for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They until I got COVID and didn't like coffee anymore. It was the highlight. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm forcing myself I to like coffee again. I just in the last few months been able to drink coffee and it feel like it's back. normal. Yeah, it oh, took good. me, when did I get COVID? Last March. Um, oh. I complete. I still don't drink coffee in the morning. The only time I drink it is really like in the afternoon and, and usually never at home. Mm. It's usually just when I'm out. Because it really is kind of ruined as far as so bitter you know. all of a sudden. Yeah, sad. the notes so are all sad. gone. It's just mm. the bitter part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. It's true. I like. I could. I. I never lost my sense of smell, but a lot of things tasted funny, mm-hmm. and coffee was like the first thing to go, and it still makes me a little nauseous. Oh, you know, like just like the taste is so wrong, and yeah. your brain still expects it to taste good. It smells great. Like, for me, it smells good. That's true. It smells like it should. And then mm. when you taste it, it tastes all jacked up. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. not worth it to Well, me. it's it's helpful for me to hear that it came back not for alone. you. It came back. I, I mean, hope it comes back. I'm, I'm at the point where I just had some people over on Saturday morning for breakfast. And when we made coffee, I was like, you know what? This coffee tastes good. Good. Yeah, that was like a little <laughs> quiet victory I had. 
only for myself. So I'm glad I can share it with someone else. Yes. So, anyway. Um, okay. So you would say your biggest resistant point, Taryn, is... I was really afraid of getting it wrong. Um, I felt like there was one way to do a budget and I had to fit certain percentages in certain categories and that if I overspent it um, or if I like didn't track my spending for a weekend or a week, um, it was just like worthless and I might as well just throw it out the window. Yeah. And so... I don't know. Again, I don't know what helped this time that made me actually stick with it. But it's been almost two years and I'm this is the longest I've ever gone Mm -hmm. (laughs) following a budget. And I learned that you don't have to do it a certain way. I can put as much money Mm -hmm. or as little money to groceries as I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And well, you know, within reason, of course. Um, And if I make a mistake or I don't track some things like I can catch up, you know, it's forgiving. and there's more freedom than there is restriction, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm uh, I am listening with the ears of a person. I'm listening for all the listeners who maybe have a life that's not so tidy. Like, say you have children mm-hmm. and the entire, like, essence of life is unexpected, mm-hmm. burdensome stuff coming at you all the time. So, and I know... Um, Renee, you and Russ have taught financial peace mm-hmm. a what, two, three, four, maybe more yeah. times, many times. Uh, yeah, about three or four times. Yeah. yeah. Um, once even for Table Church. Um, and so I'm sure you've had all kinds of conversations with all kinds of people. So for someone listening who says, it must be nice, Taryn, to get to like <laughs> nitpick about every dollar, um, you know, or for someone to say, well, it must be nice for Renee and Russ because it's just them and mm-hmm. they can kind of pre-plan everything and all of that. What would you say to those people about getting started with budgeting? Yeah, I mean, I think I, there's... Lots of people in lots of situations, you know, um, have found a way that this is, it works for them, but no matter what your situation, you have money coming in and you have money going out. Mm -hmm. And I just find it like you track that, you know, you know, you Mm -hmm. can like, it it could be, you know, people have jobs, for example, that like commission. So it's just like, it's not tidy. What comes in and what doesn't. If you don't work on salary. Right. You know, you don't have a consistent thing, but you will, you do have money coming in. And And you're reliably spending it. And you're reliably spending it. And so (laughs) let's, let's track it. You know, let's, let's look at that and be like, what's coming in and what's going Mm -hmm. out. So you're saying you don't have to start with like getting the app. It doesn't have to be categories. No, it's more like just, it's kind of like just keeping a food diary. You just want to know like what you're eating. Yes, you do. Like it's, it's really, I mean, and, and I don't don't start thinking like I have to have a perfect system right away. You won't. It's going to be terrible, actually, mm-hmm. for it's the first suck. for the first like <laughs> at least three months. It's like looking you, when you track your spending yes. for the first time for a while. It's like watching a Freddy Krueger movie yes, with your yeah. fingers but over you, your eyes. You are, you are going to also feel like once you do track it and you start to think, oh, I do want to say yes to this and no to this. Like you feel like you get a raise. Because all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like, I actually have more than I think I do. And mm-hmm. it's not so crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I mean, I just, it doesn't have to be perfect to begin with is what I would say. And like, everyone does have something coming in and stuff going out. Mm-hmm. And so find a way to figure out how to know what that is. And mm-hmm. then once you see that after like a few months, okay, so now we need to figure out, well, how much is going in what category where, mm-hmm. 
you know and like what what russ loves and i do too is that we do a lot of like um like we just do a lot of funds like like we'll just have like a sinking fund is what Mm -hmm. we call it so it's just like hey you know we know that we're gonna have car repairs yeah and so we put a certain amount away each month to say that goes towards a car repair we i mean we have now we have over 10 years of data of Mm -hmm. what things have cost us and so now we can look back and pretty accurately be like yeah this is about how much we spend on car repair Mm -hmm. we put this much in there and so we know it's going to come up at some point and so we we we're able to take out of those funds Mm -hmm. you know so we have all these he loves these they're like you know and i think they're great too but yeah we just have these sinking funds that eventually you can be like we know that we spend you know that much on car repair or that much on health expenses Mm -hmm. or you know that kind of thing and so I think that was the hardest part, though, is planning for those because, like, you, when I started anyway, I had all of these sinking funds that I wanted to fund, but because I hadn't been managing money well, I didn't have any money to put in those sinking funds. Yeah. And so it felt And they all look so small. I know. Like, (laughs) putting like $15 a month in car maintenance is not going to get me anywhere. Um, But like, well, it will eventually. (laughs) But I had to prioritize like, what do I think my first emergency is going to be? And like build that one up first and then attack the next one. Basically the same thing as like a snowball, mm-hmm. debt, a debt snowball. snowball. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite, yeah. but in saving, you know, like mm-hmm. what's going to happen mm-hmm. first, save for that one. And then the next thing. But it was really overwhelming at first mm-hmm. because I was like, I want a really good health fund and I really want car maintenance <laughs> and I really want this. And yeah, it was, it was tough to prioritize. Mm-hmm. But after a few months, you know, what's your regular yeah. stuff is. It is that harder stuff that just comes up every once in a while mm-hmm. that, and, you know, that's what they do say, like, have an emergency fund and mm-hmm, define what an emergency mm-hmm. is. It's an unforeseen expense that you yeah. have to do. Right? And there, I I can't remember the exact words that you used, Renee, but you just said it basically like you feel like you're paying yourself for like, you've, you know, but like you have to find there are both. I think if you're new to this, one, one thing I'm hearing is number one, you don't start with like a meticulous budget. No. Like, Mm-mm, and I think all. most people start. If they if they try to dive into this, they try to dive into like saying, well, let's just spend five hundred dollars a month on this or whatever. And then that never works out. Mm -hmm. But if you just spend like you're normally spending and track it for three to six months and then you can see through seasons, like say like summer is really expensive for certain things and then not for others. If you just like if you are with a particularly if you're with a partner who has if you need to find your equilibrium about your priorities with this, it can help to just say, well, we're spending anyway. So like um, Jim and I have used Quicken since like 1999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. We have data. <laughs> we uh-huh. have like, yeah. And I'm married to Quicken. Like I'm never, I'm never changing. Like mm-hmm. it's just all there. Once mm-hmm. it's all there, it's like. Oh, yeah. I you, can't so, imagine It's changing. so hard to be like, I yeah. It's 20 years of spending. Yep. But yep. it's like a trip down memory lane. <laughs> yep. Right. But. <laughs> Yeah, no. But, but there's so I'm I'm saying this to say if you're getting started, just tracking your spending mm-hmm. is really helpful. Get something that allows you to track your spending. There's some things that are better than others. Like I've kind of dabbled in trying to see if there's something that would be nicer to you know, track our spending. And there are some that you'd have to pay for and things like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. since of course we're married to Quicken. I'm probably not going to pay for another one, but it's there fair. are some that look really <laughs> neat. But I mean, just track it and focus on that. And also just find whatever little games help you feel like it's worth it. Yes. <laughs> that well, is I fun. Mean, I, would... <laughs> I put emojis in my budget yeah. categories. 
Well, I I feel like it wasn't so much restriction budget, was it? But it was permission to spend. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it fun for me as far as like I used to feel bad because we had so much school debt that I would add the percent that we were paying on interest to whatever I was buying. Because I was like, I'm going to buy this coffee and 6% oh, six or 7% like, percent more because I could have because I could have put yeah. it towards debt. But does that get a yeah. little discouraging? It totally does. No, it was totally discouraging. So don't do that. If it can interrupt, but you know, you're trying, but what you were doing when you were trying to do that, which you've changed now, is to like disrupt that pattern in your brain where you want the reward right now. And you're trying to like try out different ways of thinking about it so that you can put the reward in the place you want it to right be. and it was just like hey our plan is we're gonna be able to pay this off you know within x amount of time and mm-hmm. i'm good with that <clears throat> we're gonna pay this much interest and we're gonna pay it off in this x amount of time that's our goal we ended up paying sooner than than we thought because it mm-hmm. does snowball and you mm-hmm. do get motivated but then i was like okay well i'm good with that now permission to spend can i have a coffee like <laughs> once a week go out you know go mm-hmm. out for one yes i can mm-hmm. like that's gonna be okay because we're still gonna meet our goal and I'm still going to, we agree on this and it feels good to be able to like have this treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was permission to be able to treat yourself mm-hmm. and be like, we agreed on this and this is good. This yeah. is now not stressful. This is now like part of the plan and mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. And there's like just all the little ways. First of all, like what you said, that's a huge benefit is if you're budgeting, you can look at it as like, like you can just go wild within this amount of time with that amount of money and not not have someone on your back. Like say you and your partner are not on the same page about things. But if you're like, we decided on this number mm-hmm. and I'm going to like when we're at the mall, I'm going to get this coffee and you're not going to give me the stank eye about it Mm-mm. because it's my spending money for right. this thing. You know, like it just takes the edge off of that. And then I know like. For me, one little thing, like, um, say, like, it's more things that I think would be neat to buy, but then I don't buy. I will often make, like, um, it's a bit like sinking, you know, like, s- saving some extra, but it's more, like, temporary. So, like, in Quicken, I will put in a fake transaction for, like, a certain amount and, like, say, I didn't spend $20 on doing this thing or doing this event or whatever, and that's a bummer, but then I'm going to add that number to this fake, you know, transaction that isn't real, and then at the end of it, like, put all of that toward debt, Mm -hmm. like, and it's just, like, the next time I pay bills in two weeks, there's this, like, fake transaction in there for X amount of money that, you know, is already like taken out of my bank account and I'm going to put that towards debt and be like, look, you didn't go do this or this or this, but there, you know, just any dumb little thing that you can do to see a reward, you know, I did that with my eating out. I wanted (laughs) to stop eating out so much. And so when I wanted to, but I said, no, I would take the, like, if it was like going through a drive-thru or ordering pizza, I'd take like the 15 or $20 and move it from the solo dining out category to something like (laughs) books or vacation or something something that, yeah, like made me happy. And Mm -hmm. so you're still using your your budget lines, but you're saying like, I didn't actually get the food, but I'm going to pretend like I did. And then I'm going to get more money over here. Yes. And it reduces like the dining out for that month. So like I can't go respend it mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense yeah but yeah i love the little game any <laughs> dumb little game you can play with yourself they help. Good. and i would say like when we were getting out of debt it was like in the beginning it felt like this is like so huge this mountain mm, that we're gonna yes. have to climb it's so discouraging but 
you know, the thing that's motivating is you start with your smallest debt first, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like a few thousand dollars, which isn't super small, but you got it done within a shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so then you're like, oh, that's gone, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they got super motivating to be like, mm-hmm. and we would, and we'd find like a little way to celebrate, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like we would make a big deal about, hey, like we paid off this debt, you know, and we're going to now go get some ice cream and, mm-hmm. or, you know, or just like, we'll find some cute, like some fun way that we can mm-hmm celebrate this yeah yeah Yeah. even non-financial ways like you don't have to spend money to celebrate it it can be really anything to Mm -hmm. just yeah celebrate that way and that's such a huge thing make an intangible thing tangible yeah yeah Yeah. it's also like ones and zeros like your Mm -hmm. your money is just like going to space and back thousands of times a day it doesn't it doesn't feel real it's just numbers on a screen it is like and that we have definitely never been cash people like Mm -mm. ever 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 and i i will mention that like i didn't know where you two stood on that Mm -hmm. but i i if you start googling dave ramsey that's one of the things that might pop up from back in the day and i don't know if he still sticks with that Gotta get those rewards, those free yeah. cash back in my No, 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 like, no. Gotta no. get those. Well, this is what, <laughs> we, what, what, what we did do is, okay, so we will say that, like, you know, we didn't follow, for example, not having a credit card. It's something that we pay off every month, and it's part, like, it's just budget, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, we would get that cash back Mm -hmm. and then what we would do is like at the end of the year whatever we had was like that was like our anniversary money to go on a weekend away and so that's what we had to spend on the hotel or whatever we were doing like Mm -hmm. that weekend and then that was you know that's that was our vacation that we didn't do any other traveling that was our vacation was like our rewards points like for the whole year Mm -hmm. you know of doing that Mm -hmm. um but I would say I did try in the very beginning to do those envelopes and what was too hard was when I was like in the line at Target. Oh, this is not how Like, I would, have, I would have, like, my household. I'd buy yep. household things. I'd exactly. buy beauty items. And I would yeah. buy groceries. And then I'd be like, well, now I have to pull it out from all these different things. And I, so impractical. Other people, other people could figure out maybe how to do it better than me. But I, I couldn't. What was better when I got home is I took the receipt and I was able to see what yes. goes where. Yep. And then I, out of that budget category, I said, yep, I spent this much on household, this much on beauty, this mm-hmm. much on yep. whatever. And that works so much better for and me. And nobody's waiting in line behind you while when you try just, to like, pull out five and Or yes. you're being that person with the separate transactions. Yeah. Oh. You're about four different orders. Also, you want, like, you know, your store rewards and all of yeah. your things. Like, I mean. You're just not going to get wealthy off of it. No. But it does oh, save no. you some. Does it, it can save you some? It just it just they do that to motivate you to spend more because mm-hmm. you're like I'm saving this if I spend this. That's or true, but if you have your budget categories, right, you like you know, over. you can spend. Like, you're not so easily romanced right. by right. garbage. It's just like icing on the cake. Like I'm right. gonna spend this. Like money I want anyway, my extra five percent off at Target. Right. Yes. Yes. You know. Or my mind. Duh. Yes. But I mean, <laughs> there is. I mean, there's studies that have been done that have said like when you pay for cash, you have a like you see it oh yeah and you're just like ouch like mm-hmm. I'm this is now leaving my life it's a lot harder to spend instead $40 of just cash. numbers <laughs> instead of just numbers on a screen when we talked about like what is what would we see numbers on a screen it's just like mm-hmm. oh this I used to have this and now I don't yeah. yeah I would say like I think there was a definitely a zero-sum game there for me like for me carrying cash is such an anxiety yeah oh um to thought the thought that I could in one moment lose like a full week's worth of yeah. cash or yeah. the the like what if I do have to pay for something 
and like it's all just a mess and whatever um like the anxiety of carrying cash on my person is so stressful to me that I can't imagine a scenario where like and also I will say because like since I was 20 years old I've been using Quicken where like I'm and for years we don't do this anymore but for probably the first five or maybe even 10 years of marriage I would come home and it was before this is what it was. It was 10 years because it was before Wells Fargo could just connect to your Quicken account and very easily like, you know, bring all mm. the transactions in. So I would have to actually reconcile, mm -hmm. you know, my online bank account or my bank statement that used to come in the mail. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, and I would have to go through line by line and like clear yep. every transaction out and do all of that. And I would organize our, you know, receipts and I would say here at Target. I would, if you're a person who wants to do this, I will recommend that you, as you're putting things in your shopping cart, you put all the household items, for example, in one part of the cart or something like that. And then all the grocery stuff in one part so that like what you can do, and this is just a little thing, if this is beneficial to you, you can like put everything on the conveyor belt uh, for a certain category and then ask the cashier to, to like subtotal Oh, that's smart. Yeah. And hmm. then, you know, then what happens is on your receipt, they've subtotaled it and then kept going. And so you'll be able to see, like, this is how much this was. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is that plus this amount, you know, whatever. So it's like a little bit faster math if you're. Yeah. If one is trying to do this and not be that person, anyone who's a credit card and not cash and all that stuff, this is easy. So. Yeah. But anyway, I used to go through and do all of that. And I will say, if you do that, it feels like you spent the money. Like if you bring the receipt home and you're like $82.19 for this category mm -hmm. and whatever, it feels spent. Like yeah. I think it feels just about as good as cash without all the anxiety of thinking I'm going to get I robbed. That's what I do. I don't link my robbed. bank account. I can link my bank account mm -hmm. to my budget app, but I choose not to because I want to feel <laughs> I want to feel every penny that I spend. It's why I I tie when I tithe, I don't do the auto thing that mm -hmm. we can do in CCB. Like I yep. actually go and because I want to feel that, that money leaving mm -hmm. um not that money leaving to tithing is bad but like that's a whole different story um <laughs> <laughs> but i would have yeah i want to be aware remember of that I'm you spending. do it i mean like half the stuff that we spend because now i mean like you have, have the five kids and like and, all the yeah. things and whatever like um like simply like must some things must go <laughs> and our life is pretty boring we pretty much spend the same amount no matter what like month to month on things but um i will say that like uh, being able to, like, I've never automated our tithe, even though I've, like, worked for the church even, and it's, like, very simple. Mm -hmm. I've never done it because I do. There are some things I just like feeling like I mm -hmm. actively did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, although, if you want information about auto-tithing, <laughs> we're really happy to help you. You can email us at hello it's at really <laughs> Because everyone's different and it could work for you. Everyone's different. And if yeah. you find that you forget to tithe, you can totally just go ahead and set up an auto tithe. And that's awesome. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> I can plug. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah. like you, you find the things that you're like, okay, for convenience, I must let go of some of these little piddly things. Like yeah. I can't, you know, um, but also, you know, and there's like, there's just so many things you can do with your money not because you're winning some contest for being most organized or the most 
Mm-mm. It's not about like following it perfectly. Right. I don't think you ever will. No. Like here's the thing. Like I just like I, I I've had I have had seasons where like I've I've been tracking it or like you know doing that more perfectly than others. This is a lot to catch up mm-hmm. when you're like I haven't done this for. <laughs> A month. Mm-hmm. Now we need to have our meeting, Whoops. and it needs to be done. Oh man, we have to have a meeting. <laughs> know. You know, it would be really hard to budget with a partner, but that accountability's got to be nice. It is. It is. In a way, it is. It maybe doesn't outweigh the, but it's just it's no got to be nice. It, it, it is actually. I think it is helpful to have someone that you know you're that you work together on it and stuff, and and also yeah, like you just you, we don't like argue mm-hmm. very much about you know things. We just. We, we do have a set amount that goes certain places and, you know, we're able to kind of, mm-hmm. you realize, like, to be on the same page. Like, it just really, it's really powerful to be on the same page and mm-hmm. decide, mm-hmm. yes, we both want to save for this. Yes, we both want to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to say no to this. And just, like, yeah, like, to be able to be together on those things and to have your finances, you know, work together, mm-hmm. like, is really great. So, like, any level of just starting is good and just start by like monitoring how you spend and not I think if you have a partner especially just make a deal you're not gonna like talk about it more than you normally would just like have it in a place where you're able to see your spending like week to week even Mm -hmm. and you don't have to say like hey we're tracking this now so don't spend any money just like be normal just be normal and spend your money because you were gonna anyway and then say we're not gonna talk about this uh, for three months or, you know, you got your 90 days, maybe you wait six months, you know, whatever. And like, you know, um, cause I know for me, like if you have kids seasons, like season by season, things mm-hmm. are, you know, travel versus Christmas stuff mm-hmm. versus, you know, School birthday activities. season. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's like, like we definitely have birthday season in our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just start by tracking, pick an amount of time and don't bother each other about it and just do what you would have been doing anyway. But this way you've got like a meeting set in the future where you're going to look at it and then maybe just start with, hey, let's um, this category surprised both of us. So maybe we can try to see why it is the way it mm-hmm. is. And then can we make a change in just that one category? And like don't you, feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> you do not have to do it all at once. Although no. if it is something you enjoy and feel that you're benefiting from, you can become like these ladies <laughs> who are crazy for budgeting. <laughs> I do love it. <laughs> well yeah i think you just see the benefits outweigh all the work mm-hmm. that yeah. can kind of go into it especially in the beginning it's um, really changed my life it looks so different now than i did a few mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. and i would say like the little things that you do now as there's people in your life that you influence like i you know for people who have kids if you can figure this out and help them oh man that's like a whole separate episode oh, of yeah. helping yeah. kids understand earning and saving money and spending it and giving it and all of that that's definitely a whole other episode but but the earlier you yes, can but the to that point the early because i was just saying like my dad sat me real. down and said literally like yeah. what do you and i was like what your monthly expenses as a teenager yes like, that's, that's and i was so like smart. what and he's like you have expenses let's talk about it and i was like i have no idea he's like well just guess and then we'll yeah. you know we'll track it or whatever and i was like, like okay, I know, this, you know yeah and i was like oh it it, it clicked after a while so mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like our, our kids getting ready to go to college, you know, as they're all getting ready to leave the house, 
you know, they're fully aware of the plan. Like we gave them a plan ahead of time, like how much you can expect from us. And then you'll be able to go anywhere you want. Uh, but like you're going to have to make up that difference somehow. And they have that in their minds. And, you know, I was telling someone this last week, like, I actually look forward to back to school time now that I have my teenagers because I will see them more often because during the summer they work Mm. so much and their schedules are all different. And so there's no regularity to the house. There's no like consistency. Everyone's just like in and out all the time doing their thing. And I'm like, that's kind of sad. Like it's like you never see your kids in the summer, but it's because they are working Mm -hmm. every minute they can work because they know in a few years Mm -hmm. they're getting booted out of the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They need to have money. So, um, yeah, but anyway, any last thoughts on, on budgeting? Well, I, I did want to say one thing when we were talking a little bit about tithing and everything, I have a little bit of a, like I used to, I do. I mean, like as much as I'm just kind of schizophrenic where I'm like, I love it, but I also don't love meetings and super granular detail. <laughs> but like I do keep track of things and I like to have an emergency fund, you know, so I'm kind of all over the place. But I remember like um, really feeling like God put on my heart to like give money to the church that we were a part of. And I just remember in college and I was just like, but they have this big building. They have way more money than I do. Like, mm-hmm. why do I need, you know, and it was, and it was a small amount. Like, I think it was only like 20 bucks or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that was like the amount that was like put on my heart to put. I was like, why does this matter? Like they have way, like they'll, they won't notice. I need it more than they do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I God saying to me, like, it's not about the money. It's about your heart. Mm-hmm. And I want you to trust me. Mm-hmm. And I want you to trust me with this because like God is provider and like he does care about you and your needs and like he he wants you to he doesn't want money to control you mm-hmm. and those kind of like so he he wants your heart to be for him and he's given you things to steward and he's given you resources and you know he wants like part of that is just like your heart and being able to give back and release that and hold mm-hmm. that with open hands and so like i think one of the transformative things too has just been like like this is temporary like the the money that we have the things Mm -hmm. that we have is so temporary and so it's just like okay god this actually all is yours Mm -hmm. it's not really mine but you've given it to me to and you've given me freedom to figure out what to do with it Mm -hmm. and so part of it is also just wanting to be wise and wanting it wanting to be generous and wanting it to be you know and you're so the blessing that you get from those things and putting effort towards trying to figure some things out and trying to and just having an open hand Mm -hmm. you know um yeah it's so worth it Mm -hmm. yeah there's like that (laughs) there's a there's a if anyone's familiar with uh jade austin like at the beginning of sense and sensibility there's this couple who's been given this huge amount of money and it's his job to then divide it up among his sisters and himself to be fair, like his parents have uh, the only way they can is to leave it to their son, right? And, and it's his job to then take this inheritance and divide it up and make sure he takes care of his sisters. And you listen to this comical and awful scene of this married couple who have this certain amount of inheritance and and he starts out with just like the perfectly right way to look at it. Like, let's be fair, let's make sure everyone's taken care of. 
and you listen in the span of about two minutes of dialogue while this man and his wife talk and negotiate themselves down to basically leaving almost nothing to these women. And it's all very reasonable because, of course, it's this and, of course, it's that. And it's meant to be comical and tragically accurate (laughs) to the human condition because like what you brought up, you can have a moment where you are presented with an opportunity to be generous and it's amazing how creative your brain can get Mm -hmm. to stop you from giving. And if you notice, your brain never gets intuitively creative with like all the reasons why you should give to other people. But it's amazing how high tech your brain can get when it comes to negotiating why you don't need to Mm -hmm. give. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's just good to notice that and see how easily your brain can come up with lots and lots of reasons why Mm -hmm. not to do this thing and just say, oh, my brain's doing that again. And then that's when it helps to say, well, we decided we were going to do this Mm -hmm. and then do it anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, and I also before I'm sure Tanya has something to chime in on with this, too, but I almost like. First of all, I'm a pastor, so obviously, you know, um, like that, like everything about giving to the church and things like that, really like you have a full scope understanding of it when you, you know, are kind of inside (laughs) for a while. But um, for me personally, as a person and as a giver, it helps me like a long time ago. When I started, like in college, I was probably 19 years old when I started tithing. And it helped me to kind of look at it as sort of like, this sounds bad, but like faith performance art. Like, can you just take that money and not have any thought about it and just say at least 10%, like every time that I get paid on the gross, not net. Although if you just you don't give anything, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> also, side note, if you want to just go ahead and tie the net profit. You receive from I mean, start somewhere. <laughs> but I remember, Sorry. like, in college, that was a big thing. Like, people kind of discussing that and whatever and saying, no, like, you got paid this much just because insurance is already taken out of your, like, paychecks at your job or whatever. It doesn't strain out might. a gnat there. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and so like we we started looking at like just know your gross salary and just tie ten percent of it because you make like almost no money right now, so do it now because someday you'll be writing thousand dollar checks. You know, like that's mm-hmm. how that will work. Like when you get married, when you are older, when you're whatever. So while it's a twenty six dollar check, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's better. Um, And so, you know, and it's not about like uh, the rules about like 10% and all that. It's because it's a nice, it's a nice place as a suggestion to just say consistently, we will give this amount of money. Um, And, and it's because like a little rule can help you when your brain starts to make reasons why you don't need to do this thing. And like you said, Renee, like it's like you're looking at maybe this church seems like it's fine. Mm-hmm. They don't need your money. And God, you know, and and that thing that God will say like, is not about that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that about that at all. But are you a person who can say this money doesn't own me? Right. And um, like I have, you know, what kind of person has 10 teddy bears and won't give a teddy bear away (laughs) Mm -hmm. what kind of a jerk do you have to be and you just like and it's it seems like so trite or i don't know what to like but like it's true that you're more it's more blessed to give than receive Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. it that really is 
you know, and I think looking back, actually, when we were getting out of debt, like we, we did, you know, tithe the entire way. And, you know, we were actually better at giving when we were in debt than we kind of got, like we've had seasons where we weren't as much so, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of has gone up and down a little bit. And so, yeah, like I just remember that being like so great. Like we love, you know, like it just was, it was a blessing to be able to do Mm -hmm. it, you Mm -hmm. know? And yeah. And it was, and it was like the money wasn't like as much as you wanted it to go towards getting out of debt. You're just like, this could go towards our freedom, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was about our heart and it was about, um, you know, like God was saying, you know, do this. And like, we just saw, you know, blessing after blessing after, you know, of, of things that would happen that would help us too. And it's not like you give so that those things happen, but those Mm -hmm. things like they did, like we had, we had good things happen to us, Mm -hmm. you know, a bonus here or like someone gave us something that we needed. So we didn't have to spend the money on that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, there were things that were amazing answers to prayer that Mm -hmm. we saw like, during that season where you're just so yeah. desperate to like and you see you can it. remember those times when someone's been generous to you and you've yeah. just been like whoa like it mm-hmm. just it's a it's like a holy moment when mm-hmm. someone is generous whether mm-hmm. it's with money or some other thing but some mm-hmm. sort of generosity and you think like oh i i can be that person mm-hmm. for someone else mm-hmm. you know like it it's um and i don't have any control over the outcomes but i can put myself in a position to be generous and stop trying to negotiate reasons I should be out of you know mm-hmm. this and, and thinking about myself yeah yeah Taryn do you have any last thoughts on budgeting I, I guess it just was kind of what you guys have been saying when I started it we like a month later is when we decided to buy this building and we had to raise a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and if that had been the year prior I wouldn't have been able to give like mm-hmm. hardly anything. And I still in the grand scheme of a hundred thousand dollars did not give anything. <laughs> um, but what I was able to give, which it was a huge blessing to me to be able to, to give to something that I believed in so much mm-hmm. and like was so excited about. Um, tithing has always been a hard thing too, because um, I, I thought the same thing, like this church is huge. They have so many people. Mm-hmm. My little tithe isn't going to do any good. And, I want to spend my money how I want to spend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning to budget, it's been just such a gift to be able to tithe consistently. And then I feel like it was like a gift just to be able to give to, mm-hmm. I don't remember, the Make Room Project or whatever mm-hmm. we called this. That is what it's called. Um, uh, oh, goodness. Did I do a lot of communicating on that project? <laughs> I know it was so exciting, but to get to be a part of it was just mm-hmm. a joy. Like, I don't know. Um so, yeah, you don't give to get, but I feel like that's just when it comes from the right spot, when your mm-hmm. heart is there, um, that's what happens. And it may not be getting financially. It might be just knowing that you're part of something bigger mm-hmm. um, and that, yeah, it's yeah. a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the year that it was the uh, end of 2020. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> We had seen this building and then it was kind of available, then not available and all these things. And then it came together all very quickly. And I remember thinking it was it was as if we ended 2020 like the plot of a Hallmark movie (laughs) where we had we had two months to raise one hundred thousand dollars in cash, like Mm -hmm. cash in hand. you know, we had at that point only been in church for a year and Most during of it in COVID, a pandemic. yeah, all of it <laughs> in a pandemic. Yeah. 
And so I remember we had two months, we had eight weeks to get $100,000 cash in hand. And if we did it, if we pulled that off, then one entity was going to give us $100,000 cash and another entity would give us $100,000 cash. And if we didn't get the $100,000 in full by a certain date, we didn't get any of it. And um, I remember it was just like, ah! <laughs> it was just this huge moment of, like, okay, we got we to gotta do this. And unbelievably, we did it in four weeks and we raised $120,000 in cash. <laughs> I know. And and I think from the outside, people think that that looks like, whoa, that church must be huge. I mean, at the time, mm, we no. had only existed in COVID and our weekly attendance was like 80 people. Mm. Including kids. Yeah, like, including children. Very small. Like <laughs> over, probably half of them were children. And so we were this very small church and it wasn't like these enormous donations or anything. Mm -mm. It was all just people Mm -hmm. giving something Mm -hmm. and it happened and we didn't have like huge donors coming in from all these places from the outside. It was just people in Des Moines, Mm -hmm. you know, $500, Uh, $100, $1,000. Exactly. And, um, there was no gimmick to it at all. It was just a bunch of people who gave something. And we made it. Mm-hmm. And it was just absolutely incredible. And I still, like, I walk around this building and I will sometimes, and it just sounds silly, sometimes I'll just, like, reach out and, like, touch a wall and be like, this is free. <laughs> <laughs> is it nice to own wall. something? Like, yes. yeah, without having a debt on it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you and own it. It feels different. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we were able to have that extra $20,000 to do renovations mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and it's by no means been cheap, but... We don't have a mortgage for this space. Yeah. And then that gives Freeze us this like, yeah, it gives us this also like a, a bit of a fire under our feet mm-hmm. to be like, well, we need to constantly be using this building to make other people's lives better. Mm-hmm. You know, like opening the building up for other people to use because mm-hmm. it's not ours. It's ours. It's everybody's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so generosity just has this way of you can never control the outcome Mm-mm. but you will see if you're living it out these beautiful moments where like you just kind of throw your money in a place where you know it, it kind of helps you remember it's not yours it's god's yes. mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what the outcome is you're just like you I, I am going to just practice throwing my money out of my life <laughs> and into the world and um you'll notice that like Things do happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you cannot, there's plenty of times that Jim and I have been really faithful and like terrible things have happened to us financially. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a guarantee mm-hmm. by any means. Like you'll still have your house sale fall through and lose $20,000. Yeah. I'm speaking from <clears throat> experience. <laughs> you know, like you'll yeah. have things like that happen. Just because you're being faithful doesn't mean it's not going to feel like your face hit the cement. But. Right. The whole picture is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we close, real hot topic that I want to bring up. Uh, when I say these two words, you just give me your first reactions. Bullet journaling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the person <laughs> that does the really pretty pages Ooh. and they're like perfect and organized and used every day. But that is not me. I have decided that all I do is jot down notes and then try like categorize them later. <laughs> but I want to be the like beautiful artist. 
<laughs> but that's not me. I'm art. I'm creative in other ways. Uh, <laughs> and I would, I would say too much work. Yeah, <laughs> like work. it is just too much work. I'm like, I'm just trying to like. We make should sure. probably go back and like define what bullet journaling is. Well, that's true because there's like the well, there's the aesthetic bullet journaling, yeah. journaling, and then there's true bullet journaling. Well, yeah. it's like you yeah. have to create your own pages. You have to like you have to think about what you want your page to look like, and then also make your page. And I'm just like, I just want to know what I need to get done today. Mm-hmm. Actually, real bullet journaling <laughs> is literally just a list of like bullet points bullet points on a it's sheet. not artistic yeah pinterest and instagram have made it beautiful right it's actually not when it's you go where to, like, the, the official scrapbookers page. from the 90s yeah. go yep it's in a digital age yeah <laughs> no too much work just i need to I, need I, wanna simp- be I wanna simplify my life <laughs> yeah so what is your like so if you're not like so didn't are you the person that i sent the link to for the bullet journaling stickers you said you sent me a link and i loved it it was washi tape but it was like hourly scheduled so like you could put in your bullet journal and it would have hours from like 5 a.m to like midnight Mm -hmm. or something like that Mm -hmm. and i bought it and loved it but then i didn't keep up with it because yeah it's really, it's I just got to like, But I did love it. To my point, it's too much work. <laughs> it is. Right now I'm using, so I'm trying to find, and if, if people have ideas, please tell me, but I'm trying to find a way to categorize all of my to-do things because I've got like mm. personal mm-hmm. to-do things, I've got work to-do things, and yep. I've got table church to-do things. Mm-hmm. And within the table church one, I've got multiple categories. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't okay, know where do to Okay, do you want to know what I do to do that? Is it online Because I've always paper? had several online. Okay, great. What is it? Um, so this sounds... Somebody might think this is a terrible idea, but I just use separate Google calendars that are all accessed through like one main email. So you can add separate calendars. Did you know that? Yes, because I okay. do meal planning that way. Thanks to Renee. The one okay. tip that I had that I'm like, this is the one thing I actually keep so track of. And what I is nice, what is nice, if it's like your system, it's your system. But what I do, because I've always had like, my job plus home life is like a whole separate thing. I can't even us. imagine. Yeah. And then my <laughs> job and like for me, um, you know, I've got like a job here and then a job at a university. Mm-hmm. Like I have all these different like people and schedules and like meetings and things like that. And so what I do for that is um, I have like a separate Google calendar with a different name for each like sphere of life. And then that has like events in it. And then also the tasks like that I need to get done. I don't use tasks. Like in Google calendars, Mm -hmm. you can have a task list, which I don't like. I don't use that. But what I do is just make an all-day event that is a task on the day that I want to get it done. And I just have a bunch of all-day events that are color-coded for that calendar that are the tasks that need to happen. And if they don't happen on that day, I just scoot it over to a different day. (laughs) Story of my life. Yeah. Um, That's a really good idea. I'll have to try that. Um, And it's just like, it's a system that works for me. It wouldn't work for everybody, but I like that it's color coded and simple and I can either display all the calendars and see all of the tasks and then organize them or I can only see work right now. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. which I really like. But, um, you know, it's like a lifestyle. You got to like... Yeah, I yeah. go back and forth between wanting to see when things are due, but then also just wanting to see the really big picture. Like I have mm-hmm. a million things on my list and I want to see all one million things, even though I can't possibly do them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've tried OneNote. I've tried the notes. I've tried writing it mm-hmm. down. Right now mm-hmm. I'm trying out Monday.com. Do not love it. Mm. Um, and I just, there's got to be a perfect solution out there. Mm-hmm. 
somewhere. That's where we want someone that's like an expert in <laughs> all <else>. the different <laughs> ways. But I think it but also it's so we, on in, the it's so individual. Life. It's just yeah. like when you're talking about budgeting. Like we all use a different mm-hmm. system. Yep. Your brain and we is all have, have different little things. It has a yeah. little thing. So the thing you can do is just start with something. Yeah. yeah. And then figure out like one thing that would work and then keep. Yeah. Keep I know that a lot on. of ways that don't work. Exactly. <laughs> so one, one way we're going to find, we're going to find something that actually works. Very true. Very true. I really like the Google yeah. Calendar. And what and were then, we talking about before? Oh, yeah. Because I was going to say about the Google Etsy. Calendar event, because I always like, um, I will just make it an all day event. So it's just a bar with a color on it uh-huh. that is a certain task. And if I want to work on it, on it on, say, Monday the 12th, but it's actually not due until the 20th, but I want to actually work it out. You know, like I want I move it to the day where I want to get something done with it. Yeah. But I'll have like, um, write sermon and then I have like the sermon topic and then I might move that task to the 12th but in the task title it says write sermon sermon title here and then it'll have in parentheses due on the 31st so that I keep it in my brain that it's the 12th that I want to work on it but it is due on the 31st so I don't have to do it all today but I can keep moving it because my biggest thing for my brain is I hate writing something on paper and then having to cross it out and move it. Like I do not like things to be messy. Yeah. Like I do not, I do not like to see that. Like I want to be able to move the task around as much as I want. And I don't want to say a due date where it's like sitting on its due date. I want to move it yes. and think about it, like keep it actively in my mind. Because if it's sitting on its due date, I'm probably not going to do no. it until it's due date, which is not good. It's not smart. And with bullet journaling, that is exactly what you're supposed to do is like move it to the next daily page I cannot or stand that. Because I have too many tasks for that anyway. Work. I probably got like but then you just want to get a task right done now. so I don't have to keep moving it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't work like that. Like me, I'm just no, like, I don't want to keep moving this. You wouldn't believe that the, the, I can't do it all. I understand you can't do it all, but I'm just like, I, I have written this 10 times. My tasks are on a dance. Like they just dance around my calendar. And like That's when my day doesn't go the way I wanted it to, I like shuffle my calendar around and make tomorrow look perfect. But um, Tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> so Renee, what do you do for like organizing what you need to get done? I mean, I do have, like, I have this, like I was just talking about, I have this journal that now I write down mm-hmm. my tasks. Do you not love the, like, the, the co-nerdery that you could walk in with that journal? Like, I'd be like, is that Michael Hyatt's journal? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just started this. I've I'm, never I'm even in, like, week one. four of this journal. You haven't bought one? No. You're the reason I own one. Yeah, I think they're really great. You I've followed never him on, like, Facebook Oh, yeah, I love Michael Hyatt. And if it said never... Megan Cook follows him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, who is this? It's oh, yeah, no. brilliant. Yeah, I mean. He's a great productivity, creativity guy. Yeah, so that's what I need. That's what I needed more in my yeah. life. But no, like, I mean, I just, I do What have, are these called? It's Michael Hyde's you know journals, I, but they're called it's Focus. It's Full Focus. Full Focus. But no, what and I used to gorgeous. have. They are. What I used they to have beautiful. was a billion sticky notes around my computer. Uh, I love sticky notes. So, like, I, the person that came to, like, clean her office was just like, I knew when Renee was, like, super busy because she was, like, be cleaning around all these sticky notes. Because I just, like, oh, someone would call and need mm-hmm. this. Someone, you know, and I like, could have all these things and I'd just be, like, so, because I didn't want to forget to do it. But I was like, where do I put this right now? I have to go do something else you know mm-hmm. so are so, you using that journal for home and work yes because i have one life oh it's just know, like but, but it's so I hard cannot. because you don't want to be thinking about work when you're thinking about home you know like, yeah but i don't really have do a ton do that? of home things during the week mm. like i don't have yeah. a ton of home i my home stuff's on the weekends yeah more so so then like i like i don't i mean i don't do a ton of stuff that tasks i need to do yeah so like you just don't have a need for it 
because um, you like are able to batch things more like yeah. on the weekends for yeah. like yeah if you're a person like for me my brain I cannot be seeing work stuff uh-uh. while I'm trying to do home stuff mm. because it just like my brain can't just drop it like oh, I'll be really? like oh I do have to send that email tomorrow and I'm gonna think about that email and but I if it's don't written down it. but my thought is like Ooh. if it's written down right here I'm like I don't have to think about it it's written down I'll do it tomorrow Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brain doesn't work like that. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, it's written it down. So it needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, now that I've written it, it's like burning a hole. <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta get that thing done. No, mine's waiting like, for me to move like, to the next oh, day. Oh, look, I scheduled this to be doing this tomorrow morning. So, <laughs> yeah, I need things to disappear like they don't yeah. exist because my brain yeah. cannot do it. I just, I just don't like, I mean, I've been busy where I've had to do some work, you know, like on the off hours or whatever but like i yeah i i don't i hate bringing work home mm-hmm. like when i'm mm-hmm. home i'm like don't i am home mm-hmm. i'm yeah. home you know and it's only when i'm in super stressful periods that i'm like have to yeah. when i just like that's like that anxiety is like way too high if i'm like working yeah. on stuff mm-hmm. at home but like when i'm at home i'm like no i'm at home I'm- yeah you said your sticky notes <laughs> like what i will yeah. do is because like in any given day i may start out like uh you know i might have like 27 all day tasks like sitting there like all day events in my google calendar you know and they're all i'm only looking at work while i'm at work and then i switch you know and see whatever um but what i will do is i will decide like okay so what are the most important things i need to get done which i cannot remember who came up with this but it's the whole pick your three yes the three priorities Um, are and i know that that must be in the focus journal (laughs) yeah but that's also something that i learned from donald miller yeah um Mm -hmm. a long time ago probably in like 2014 i started this discipline of like you start your day by actively like writing out your schedule like where you need to be and kind of thinking like when do I need to leave this place to get to this place and that kind of stuff so you kind of write it down and see it and then you have your full task list of things that you intend to get done that day if you can but then you start with like what must happen today and the thing is it's not just three tasks it's like the three big bodies of evidence that you needed to be productive on today so it might be like this one thing needs to happen but it'll have like five actual Mm -hmm. steps or something like that but you know like I need to get this thing written I need to write you know, this difficult email so it will have its own place because it's going to take mental space, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And then, you know, you, you pick your top like three things that must get done today and then everything else just like Dave Ramsey would say is below the line. So when the work day is done, it just moves over. You know, you're not going to pay that today. You're just going to do that. And so picking your like top three things. Um, but what I will do is when I have that task list, I have my plan. Like I see my schedule all planned out on like a time, you know, line of like where I need to be. And I have my three most important things and my other list of stuff that needs to happen. And I will make a post-it note for every individual task they do want to finish that day. And I will batch them with their category, like step one, step two, step three thing that need to happen today. So then as I finish them, I do crumple them up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it feels great. what a great feeling that would be. Yeah. Better than uh-huh. crossing it off. Yeah, better than just deleting it on my calendar, which oh, I also yeah. do. But oh, when, you delete but, them once you're done? Yeah. But there's no history of what you've done. Well, I don't need that because it's just like, you know, here's all the things I want to get done today. Oh, I like looking um, back. I like proud. having my calendar to be just like naked from the, like up until the day mm. that it currently is. I want mm. nothing there. I will. That's yeah, fair. I like it to be clean. But I will say... What that does is it means that I have all these like post-it notes and I can be like, 
I only want, because this is my brain, or like I need to say, I only want to see these tasks. I do not want to see these other tasks. So like I write it on post-it notes and I have them on like a piece of notebook paper that's just like reusable. And I'll just say, this is all I'm thinking about right now. And mm-hmm. I will not think about these other things. And I feel like that really helps mm-hmm. a lot. Compartmentalizing it that yes. way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've started doing that with my work things. It started with me thinking, what does eight hours of work look like? Yeah. Of the tasks that I have to do. And then if I get those tasks done before eight hours, I have two choices. I can be done with the day. Because <laughs> you did enough work. <laughs> I did eight hours worth of work, yeah. even if it wasn't eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could start on the like someday list that I have. Mm-hmm. And that has been helpful, especially working from home. And I just came back from a missions trip. So I'm in that zone where I'm like, work is pointless. And, you know, <laughs> so like trying to figure out that balance. So this has been really helpful for helping me focus at work. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the prioritizing your day. I like the top three thing, though. I've not ever done that. It really it, mm-hmm. it's all about prior like prioritizing. It's just like yeah. these are the most important things. And it's just like I used to be like, yeah. I need to get everything done. And it's an impossible yeah, goal. Is. And then you just feel bad about yourself at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Like I failed again. Like I failed again. But if you're like, if actually, if I made progress on those top three, then I then I'm good. Everything mm-hmm. else is just gravy. And frankly, like the way that it usually works is I get the first two done almost con- like consistently I could say almost 100% of the time yeah. the top two things get done and the third one it could give or take like for the mm-hmm. day but mm-hmm. really it's like and again you might have like 12 individual tasks that go with your number one like yeah. you gotta do you this can't, and you yeah. just have it's a, but it's a process it's, it's, but it's like the thing itself yeah. like yeah. that has to be done today or I won't feel good about leaving right you yeah know? like yeah. And, and a lot of it isn't like it's due today it's mostly like if I got that done today I would feel proud yes of the job I did and I can go enjoy my family and not feel like I could have done more. Right. Yeah. Because you know, that eats at me. So how much yeah. time each day do you spend like planning or organizing your day? Probably like five minutes. But it's because it's so intuitive. And right, I you've do been doing so much it. like sorting. Like if I were to look at my calendar, it's like already sorted. Like I have two days set aside where I have one task. Wow, that I need beautiful. to just write a project. Right. Those For colors. those of you who can't see, everything's color coded by type of thing. And this is only my work calendar. And it is beautiful. It is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's just all like I have like all these things like, you know, and then it's all by color. So I can just sort it by day. And it's fabulous. Like I really like the visual of being able to make certain things go away so that I don't overwhelm myself. Mm-hmm. So related question. You have an Apple Watch. Do you use Google Calendar on your mm-hmm. Apple Watch? So can you pick the calendar that you see? on your watch because I don't want to see my tasks I want to see that I have a a podcast recording tonight yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah like you can just like the way (laughs) this is important stuff I know I'm just thinking like so we just turned this like budgeting nerd zone into time budgeting because it's it's really related it's it's very related I would say yeah. I am not very good at budgeting my time. No, I yeah. that's my I, next thing. That is my it's next probably, thing. I'm much better at budgeting my time than budgeting my money, for sure. I am, like, I am, like, uh, so particular about my time. I think it's probably because when I added in, like, I've always been a strategic person. Like, I'm high strategy about everything. But when I added in going to seminary, when I still had four young kids at home and yeah. I was working full time, I had to become 
like a time ninja yeah. and I had to set aside certain blocks of time and basically just say above all else no matter what I will lock myself in this room and I will do these things for this amount of time and I only have this amount of time to do them so you know and I think what that did is slowly over time it made my brain really excellent at like yeah. managing those open spaces and trying to like set aside time you know like where I'm like okay and I don't have as much of it set up now because I haven't done it for the week yet but like I will just set up blocks of time and you hear this from many people um old and new but like you make appointments with yourself like mm-hmm. two uh, two hours in the afternoon that you have blacked off and you are not free for a meeting and it's yeah. so that you can actually get your work done yeah <laughs> you know things like that and like it's it's I'm gonna get this stuff done no matter what but how I feel as I'm getting there is very important to me so uh if I can feel good about it like blocking off time for tomorrow for example um tomorrow morning what I'll do right away is say what do I need to get done in these amounts of time I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna take a break and then I'm gonna go downstairs and make a tea you know in the (laughs) commons Mm -hmm. or something like that so like I will put all of that in my calendar for the day and then when I'm done with it it will go like you can see today I did stuff but you don't see it because it's gone (laughs) but but I like to just kind of like plan it out like for these two hours I'm gonna work on these three things and then I'm gonna quit and then you know Mm -hmm. because otherwise I just want to get it all done all now like I just want to keep working until it's over yeah yeah but so I learned this from Donald Miller probably in 2014, but like this way of looking at your day where you do the three top tasks and you see like your appointment schedule for the day and you kind of set your intention for like, what are you about today? Like, does what I have on this list match like my value mm-hmm. <laughs> for like why I'm here or something like mm-hmm. that? And that really changes your perspective because it just kind of like when I was my my kids were small I always made a point to wake up before they did even if they were waking up at like six or seven a.m. I would get up at five just because I wanted to choose when I started my day and there's a lot of power and choosing things whether it's your money or your time those are the two things that everyone like feels like they never have enough of right it's very true and it just like slips through your hands but if you you can like put things in place where Mm -hmm. you feel like you're not gonna do everything but you find your way that you can feel empowered to do it deliberately it changes things Mm-hmm. So in budgeting, when something unexpected happens and you don't have the funds to cover it, you have to move, you know, from one category to another. Mm-hmm. So with time, is it kind of the same thing? Like, what if, you know, you're working, you've got your like blocked time and then all of a sudden this like task comes in or, I mean, I don't know what your day to day looks like, but mm-hmm. I get like thrown those kinds of, mm-hmm. what we, oh, we used to call them something really fun. <laughs> I cannot remember. Corporate speak is like the best thing. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but like, what do you, what do you do? Do you like borrow from another block or? I decide first if it's urgent. Like. It's always urgent. <laughs> things <laughs> always kidding. look urgent, mm-hmm. but like I always stop myself and say like, this is what I needed to do today. So this new thing is someone waiting on me before they can do their job. And is it reasonable that they can wait until tomorrow or is it something that is silly and can just do it right now like I just always like to decide like is it 
I think more things can wait than we're conditioned to think yeah. is possible. Yeah, that's very true. You know? And so I always just think like the order of priority would be like, well, for me, I've had in the last year, like three different jobs and they were very different. One was very like, we will do everything at the last minute and I will throw everything at you at the last minute and I need you to do it right now because I'm unorganized. I worked with someone who was like that, not from table church, from a different job. Um, Anxiety. You know, and that's my least favorite scenario. It's I actually, I actually, I quit that job when my, yeah. my um, contract was up because I was like, I cannot do this anymore because right. yeah. there was just no honoring of my time. Right. Um, and then of course, like when it was urgent, it would be, um, well, don't you see this is an important project? Like, we need you to get this, you know, we need this to be out for people. And I'm like, well, we could have done this three weeks ago, but you just didn't do your job. And now you want me to do this right now. But no. (laughs) So I had a really hard time with that. I just cannot stand putting that burden on someone consistently. Um, So I do understand what that's like. And I've had jobs in the past where it's been that way. I would say, like, for me now, it's much more like my whole job is people. Like, so everything is people. So there's obviously a lot of unpredictability with that. So it's just about saying, like, is this like, does this person need something where I need to be in their life today? Because it's something that like, you know, something came up in their life. And that is part of my job is to be interrupted by those things. Of course, those are a priority. But then there's stuff like this person asked me for something. Do they need it in order to have something happen today? Or can it be tomorrow but the problem is that there's so many things that would be like easy to do quick right now and if I keep doing those things and not doing the things I said I was gonna do that day you know and I think we all feel that like your Mm -hmm. tasks like you have your like creative energy and then there's all the stuff you need to get done for other people that like sucks your creative energy out Mm -hmm. so you can't make anything by the end Mm -hmm. of the day (laughs) so my only thought is that like like be interruptible for the things that really matter and for everything else, like put it in its proper spot and like get to it, you know, like write it down so you don't forget. And then just, it's sometimes very tempting to, I would rather spend my day getting cheap dopamine hits, answering emails and fixing things, you know, and like answering questions than writing, even though I love writing much Mm -hmm. more because it feels so simple. I could just like do this right now Mm -hmm. and get it done. Yeah. But then I've like, whatever brain points you have for making stuff. Yeah. They delete. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I mean, I think like it goes back a little bit, like we have limits, right? When Mm -hmm. you're like, we can't do it all. We are not God. We can't be everywhere and do everything. Like we have these limits, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's like, on the one hand, just realizing that and being like, Mm -hmm. I only can do what I can do. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm not, don't have to save everybody everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I learned that like I'm an adjunct um, and uh, with students, like they're always like everything's urgent because they like didn't do it till the day that it's due. Right. And (laughs) I can't tell you how many times that I've just said like, well, this has been in bright space for eight weeks. So no, you don't get an extension. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think that like it's about. Did you not foresee how long it would take you to build that 
uh-huh. project or whatever uh-huh. that is not my fault i think that's an important <laughs> lesson because if you just keep getting extensions you can't always do that it's yeah, true. that's not how real life works. No, I mean sometimes. Yeah, it does, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's like the to thing learn where, that. Like that is where like people like. There's definitely a sense that people are like, if I build a strong enough case for why I like just wasn't about this today. Like today yeah. was just not for me. Yeah. I was like, well, you had like two weeks of time to do this, so no, you know, yeah. I can get real heartless really quick. <laughs> yeah fair (laughs) i mean for adults (laughs) but anyway i think like yeah like uh would you two want to just give a last word for all this (laughs) stuff we've been talking about about like like there's restrictions bring freedom (laughs) yeah is there any any last bit of thought you want to add before we close I mean, it goes without saying, but things don't have to be perfect. I like for time management and budgeting, like I want it to be perfect and it will never be perfect. So I'm like, I'm going to continue to fight a losing battle until I learn that. So I echo that journey. Karen. <laughs> like I I'm, just, I'm constantly at a battle with myself to both like achieve what I want to achieve and to stop trying to yeah. want it to look like a yeah perfect piece of art. Yep. The journey there is never yeah okay so this goes along a little bit with what i was reading um this book called the common rule and i can't remember who the Mm -hmm. the author is Mm -hmm. but he was talking about failing and that the journey is more about beauty than perfection oh yeah Mm -hmm. and so it reminds me of that of like we do of course we live in a fallen world and Mm -hmm. we want we know that things we want things to be perfect Mm because it should be (laughs) this is wrong (laughs) um but when there is those times where like it isn't perfect and that kind of thing and that then realizing that there is grace and that there are like beautiful things that can happen along the way even Mm -hmm. though your day didn't work out the way you thought it was supposed to or your budget was just blown by this issue or something like that um but yeah overall to be able to yeah be thankful for the for some of the things that are good and see some beauty <laughs> mm-hmm. in yeah. some of that is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's the the discipline itself is its own reward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blah blah blah. <laughs> you learn something from every failure. <laughs> sometimes it we just, all know. Sometimes it just feels bad at yeah. the moment, but someday you'll be fine. It'll be all be great. Mm-hmm. Just a big old mess. But then when it's over, you're like, oh, it's good. Yeah. So, yeah. I learned so much. <laughs> I well, grew as you. a person. Thank you so much, ladies, for talking about all this stuff. Thanks and I can't us. wait. Yeah, as, thank you. As soon as we uh, close up this podcast episode, I'll take you over to my office and show you all of my like productivity printables. <laughs> love I awesome. I love it. I love it. We'll nice nerd out some more. <laughs> it's not over. It's not. Thank Part you. two coming next year. Yeah, so. yeah. I know. Oh, my goodness. Can I just say, we talked about this before we even started recording. But if you find a productivity system that works for you, make your own productivity sheets. Quit buying all of those like yeah. fancy, expensive notebooks and journals and planners. Make something that works for you, like a template, and then just go print it at Office Depot. 
and then and share tell, it with and us. Tell us. Yeah. I'll buy tell it from us what you. it is. So yeah. I'll yeah. add a category for yeah. it. <laughs> Give us a template and then we can change it to work for us. The biggest thing in the world is realizing how easy mm-hmm. it is to print stuff at like Office Max or Office Depot it's and have them print thing. it exactly like how you want it and you can get it with the holes punched already. It's cheap. Or you can get it with the tear off like perforated line, mm, nice. which I really like because I want to yep. both have things in a binder, but I want to be able to tear off Crumple the binder up. things and just have a clean sheet. Like yes. the edge. It's a new day. Listen, if it works for you, do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of this. Yep. yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next time.